You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Me too. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really, uh, there's such a joy in my spirit about today. Um, so that's always a good thing when you bring in the Word of God, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah? Yeah, cool. All right, I'm just going to tell my iPad to position itself. All right, here we go. All right. I'm so keen for this Word today, my goodness. I think you picked up the loud Darren today, so uh, just roll with it. Um, we are at the end of a series today called Our Kingdom Commission, and um, I have enjoyed this. How good was Pastor Jez last week? Oh man, that was so great. I really enjoyed her message. And Pete and Fiona, uh, sorry, yeah, Pete and Fiona Edwards, and um, oh, just such a, some really good analogies in, in their, uh, you know, in their messages there, um, we, uh, they, they talked about last week how and how we, how we do this thing called, you know, our Kingdom Commission, where we do it, uh, that each of us is custom built to make disciples, you know, because of the DNA of the Father that's in us. So we're custom built. I like what Peter said about the Huskies and how they're custom built, that God made them especially to, to pull, you know, a sled or a sleigh, I don't know what they're called. Sled, sleigh. That's Santa. Santa pulls a sleigh, huskies pull the sled. Right, okay, so huskies are not reindeer. Right, okay, good. Uh, and Pastor Jez was talking about how we should be passionate to, to win people to Christ uh, and uh, that, you know, we should be like dance moms and soccer moms. That was so good. That was so good. I really enjoyed that. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh, how this is our mandate. This is our mandate as a church, and this is your mandate as an individual. This isn't just something that we just come to, you know, we're a part of a community of faith, and we rely on everybody else to do the job. This is on every one of us. This is, this is what God has given to every one of us, not just the community as a whole, but each of us individually at the same time. So um, we're going to kind of explore that a little bit more today. That's cool. So Matthew 28 is, has been our, our series scripture, and um, I'm actually going to read it from the message translation today, and it says, Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I've commanded you. I will be with you as you do this, day after day, right up until the end of the age. That is so good to know that God hasn't given us a commission and then left us to our own devices. You know, He hasn't just gone, all right, Serena and Hugh, you guys go off and just make disciples of all the nations, have fun. You know, He's like, no, 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 it's okay, guys, I'm with you. I'm with you on this journey. 
I'm here. I'm here to empower you. I'm here for wisdom. I'm here for guidance. I'm here for strength. I'm here for when you do, to, you know, give you to something to do when you have no idea what you're doing. Who's ever in that situation? Just a little bit sometimes. Me. So um, I have got an extra point for you today. I've got four points, which never happens. Four. I know, right? Incredible. I don't know if that means that this message is 25% better than other messages that I preach. I'm not sure. But anyway, and they all start with C, all right? So it's easy to write notes. It's easy to remember. Good. You definitely have the loud Darren today. I've only had one coffee, so you can all thank Jesus that I didn't have that second coffee I was thinking about. Otherwise, this would be unbearable. All right. Number one is that we have a calling to our kingdom commission. This is our calling. I loved what Pastor Phil said the other night. We had a, uh, a C3 regional gathering. We had Pastor Phil Pringle, the, the founder and president of our movement. He was in our city. It was awesome. He hasn't been in our city since, what, 2008? Something like that. It's been a long time. Uh, well, not that we know of anyway. Maybe he snuck in and out a few times. But he said uh, his main reason for living is to see people one to Jesus Christ. He said, it's not just to build the church. It's not just to grow C3 around the world. It's to, it's to win lost people to Jesus Christ. That is his main mission, his main goal. And that is our highest calling. Above anything else that we are called to do, and I want to put a little clarification on this, because it's not just, like I said, it's not just on you to do. It's actually our highest calling is to, is to walk in close relationship with God, partnering with the Father to do His business on the earth. Uh, I, was, I, I got this in my, in my head this week. It's Luke chapter 2, verse 49. And I'm just going to read it quickly. And it's when uh, Jesus was 12 years old and the parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover and they left him there. Great parenting, Mary and Joseph. Left him there and a couple of days later realized that Jesus wasn't with them. Oh, oh no, uh, our son is not with us. Oh dear, what shall we do? And so they went back to Jerusalem and they found him in the synagogue. They found him in the temple, right? And this is what Jesus responded to them. They're like, we've been searching for you. We've been worried sick. Where have you been? And this is his words to them. He says, why were you searching for me? Did you not know or didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? Now, the Greek word house is not in there. It doesn't exist in any translations. Sorry, it doesn't exist in the original text at all. There's no word for house there. That's why there's a little B or a little letter there. And down the bottom it says, all be about my father's business. All right? And the word business isn't there in the Greek either. If you read this literally, Jesus is saying, didn't you know that I had to be about my father? Didn't you, weren't you aware, mom and dad, physical, biological, well, mom, anyway, <laughs> you know, didn't you guys know that I had to be about my father? 
And these are the first recorded words of Jesus. So there's a theological term that we call the law of firsts. So when something is first mentioned in the Bible, it carries a very special significance. These are Jesus' first words, and they are laced and filled with sonship and purpose. And so Jesus is like, right from the get-go, his first recorded words in Scripture, Jesus is saying, I had to be about my Father. How good is that? And so every one of us, we, we struggle with purpose at some point in our lives. And I, you might be struggling with purpose right now. What is my purpose? What am I here for? You know, I love that uh, Rick Warren book. Starts out with, you know, what on earth am I here for? Purpose-driven life. What on earth am I, what am I on this planet for? Well, I can confidently tell you that if you are a son or a daughter of God, you are here to be about your father's business. That is the overarching purpose on your entire life. Anything else that God gives you sits inside of that purpose. It is the most natural thing that you were created for to walk with God and be about His business, partnering with Him the whole time. It is the most natural thing. It might take a while to get there because you've been doing some unnatural things, haven't we? It takes a while to get in the flow of walking with God every day. But that is the DNA that God has placed in you. You have this natural tendency to know and learn how to walk with God. It's, it's normal. It's normal. It's natural and it's supernatural. And it's what you and I were created for. To be about our Father's business. So, it, so, so everything else that God kind of gives us is, is secondary to this. Everything else, you know, God, I, need, I, want, I want this job, or I feel like God's leading me down this path, or I'm going to become a teacher, or a laborer, or I'm going to buy a thousand homes, or I don't know, I'm going I'm to start up a, uh, you know, I want to start up an organization that helps lost people, homeless people, you know, sick people, whatever. If you're a doctor or a nurse or a teacher or a student, it doesn't, doesn't matter. If you're retired, if you're a mother, if that's it, if, it doesn't matter. Any of those, they all sit under this. All of them. This is the overarching purpose by which God ha has called you, and it's into our, your, this thing that we call our commission. Your personal thing, it sits inside of this big mission that God has given us, right? But that kind of seems a bit scary sometimes. And, and often we can feel, I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure I can do this thing. I'm not sure I've got what it takes. Second point, second C, is that we are capable how funny about that. Uh, who, who, who really enjoys public speaking? Like, you, you just love public speaking. You are, like, chomping at the bit to come up here and grab the microphone off me some weeks. You are, like, super keen. You're like, if I could just preach the gospel to thousands and thousands and thousands of people, stadium, Billy Graham style, that would be the best. That would be so... Anyone who's like that? Yeah, yeah. One of us. Awesome. Okay. We will talk later, you and I. Awesome. <laughs> 
What about um, who loves approaching total strangers, street evangelism style, and just talking about the gospel? Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, come on. One of you. Great. Two. Good. Good. This is not what I'm talking about. This is not about, you know, unless the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something like that, and sometimes He will. Uh, this, is, I'm not call, this is not a call to, you know, street evangelism. This isn't a call to, you know, standing up, public speaking, talking to hundreds of thousands of people. This is just you living your life in tune with God, you know, just flowing with what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, yeah, there might be some strangers involved. Absolutely. You know, there might be some close friends involved in that journey as well. This isn't a call to anything that you're not capable of doing right now. We're just talking about being a witness. And if you go over, over to Acts chapter 1, which I'm going to try and find right now. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So a witness is just somebody who tells someone what they have seen, what they have heard, and what they've experienced. It's not, it's not I have to go witnessing. Oh no, I haven't been witnessing for a while. I better go. I'm feeling pressure, feeling the guilt factor. No, 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 no. This is just about being a witness. This is just about being a person who's, who tells someone else what I've seen and heard. This is what I've experienced. That is, that is being a witness. It's not about door knocking. I actually quite enjoy door knocking, actually. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But even after we finished that, I still kept going for a few years. You know, I would just drive up into Shortland, King Street, and I would just knock on every door, every single house, and just see if anything came, any conversations started. You know, I love meeting new people, but yeah, it was cool. So being a witness is something that you are capable of doing right now. Because it's really just about your story. It's just about what God is doing in you and what God is speaking to you about right now. So it's nothing that is freaky or out of the ordinary. Uh, the other night, I needed something. I needed some snacks. Do you, you ever get like, do you ever get to the point where it's like nine o'clock at night and you're like, there's got to be something better in the cupboard? Because I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't find it. Jason's like, that's me all over, man. <laughs> you know, like, I, I searched the cupboard, and I was like, I, seriously, what is going on? It was pre our, our, you know, gr weekly grocery shop, and I ended up eating some dried fruit, because that was the best that the cupboard had to offer <laughs> me. Anyway, so, so, so later on, you know what I found in my office? I found a big stash of Easter eggs that I had, I had got from the Victory staff, you know, Easter egg hunt, which was great. And I'm like, if only I had known about these last night when I needed some chocolate, that would have been great. And this is a little bit like us. 
was going to try and link this. You, you watch. <laughs> this is a, a little bit like us because we often don't realize what we already have. We often don't realize that I have been empowered by the Spirit. I have access to all the resources of heaven. I have access to wisdom. I have, I have received every spiritual blessing. I have received, you know, salvation and life. I have got the Holy Spirit living inside of me. The one who raised Jesus from the dead. The one who, who, who led me and you to faith in Christ. That is, He is the same Holy Spirit who lives in the, on the inside of us. We often forget what we have in the pursuit of what we feel like we have to do. So don't forget it. You know, I, sometimes I just feel like God's going, hey, um, Darren, 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 I'm, I'm right here. No, I don't want to do that. No, that person's not ready for that. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. No, no, I, I, I actually want to heal them. Hang on. Whoa, back up. Can you come over here? Come on, come on, come over here. Darren, Darren. Okay, okay, just do your own thing. That's great. <laughs> sometimes I feel like that's what God is, is doing with me because I'm so, you know, sometimes I'm on a roll. And if I'm on a roll, God, you just, you better come with me on this, on this roll here or, okay, you're not coming. I'm just doing it anyway. That's not a good thing. I have to realize who, who, whose I am, right? And, and, and who I am and how I need to walk with the Father in, in helping lost people find Christ every time. You and I have access to His power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, we just read that out. You and I have access to His presence. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Don't forget that, 1 John 4 verse 4. You and I have access to His love. Romans 5 verse 5, He has poured out His, his love into our hearts. And so we are, we are fully capable of this mission we are fully capable because of everything we have access to because of whose we are we are completely don't ever tell yourself the lie that you can't do this with God because I mean we already read and then Jesus said Matthew 28 verse 20 and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age you know if you're sitting I took a friend out for lunch the other day, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for conversations to, to get to the point of, you know, I didn't, sometimes it's like, oh, I just want to launch right in, but I, I want to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I don't want to push the envelope. I want to just, uh, we, had, we had someone here who, uh, years ago, Sam, and she was just incredible at finding, in, just in conversation, uh, the point in a, in a person's life where they were uh, bankrupt, really, where they were in serious need. And she just had this ability to just go, well, this is what God does with people who are like that. And she would bring so many people to church. It was unbelievable. All these people would turn up to church because she just was like, well, this is the story of this person in my church, and this is the story of this person in my church, and this is my testimony, this is what God's done in me. And it was just remarkable how, how easily she flowed with the Holy Spirit in helping a person discover, because just everything that God has for them. 
don't ever tell yourself the lie that you can't hear God's voice. Don't ever tell yourself that lie. Don't believe that lie. John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. Another version says, My sheep know my voice. You can absolutely hear God's voice. You are capable. You and I. Number three, I'm motoring right here. Cool. I'm getting through all my points. It's <laughs> Come on. Number three is that we are confident in our kingdom commission. Philippians 1 verse 6 says this awesome thing. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, in me, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So I like this because what I'm confident in is not my own ability. What I can be confident in is not my personality, even though I rely on that a lot. Even my natural ability, I rely on that a lot. But what I actually can be confident in is the work that God has done and is doing in my life. Because that is the place of testimony. The place where God is working in your life is the point of testimony. Because I don't know how many conversations I have successfully and at times unsuccessfully tried to navigate into spiritual territory because of something that God has already completed or is doing in my life at that point in time. And depending on my relationship with that person, sometimes it's easier or harder to, to share, oh God, God's been speaking to me about this, you know, and kind of can help that person to take another step closer to faith in Christ, you know? Or even just being vulnerable and real with your own stuff, you know? Well, yeah, you know what? I've been struggling with this for a while, but God's been saying this to me, or, but I trust the Word of God which says this, or our confidence is not just in our own awesomeness, but in everything that the Father has done and is doing in our lives. You know, if you're offering to pray for a stranger or you've got, you know, your neighbor out to lunch or whatever, this mission that we have, this, this is our mission, this is our thing, this is your thing this, that's on you. You know, you can be confident of so many things. So I wrote a list. Here we go. I'm, I'm confident that God loves this person that's in front of me as much as He loves me. I'm confident that at the core of their being, if they don't know Christ, they are unfulfilled. They are searching. They are looking for God. They are looking for, for their identity. They are looking for Christ. They might not know it and they, will, and they probably won't admit to it, but that's what they're looking for. Because everyone without Christ is empty. I, I, I can be confident that God's plans for them are good and pleasing and perfect and eternal. 
I can be confident that Jesus died for them and paid the penalty for their sin. I can be confident that Jesus is the only way to heaven and the only way to the Father. Okay? So the opposite of confident is insecure, is unsure. Oh, and I think a lot of Christians live in this, in this space of insecurity and, and uh, I'm not sure about, you know, this thing called, you know, witnessing, being a witness, talking to someone about faith, making disciples. I'm not sure I can be confident in that zone. You know what I found? Hey, Louie. You know what I found? Is that my own insecurities are often the biggest barrier to me sharing faith with someone else. Because, you know, there's... You, you, you know that scripture that says uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn? For, for a couple of years back in the day, I was like, yeah, I'll rejoice with those who rejoice, but who the heck is mourning with me? That is the, that's the definition of a victim spirit right there. It really is. It absolutely is. I was like, well, far out. Well, who's going to come and pick me up? Who's going to come and help me? What's going on? The problem with the victim spirit is it ends up becoming really selfish. Because I, I'm just, well, no, I, 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 sorry, sorry, I, sorry, pastor, I can't serve in that ministry because I'm just, I'm just getting myself sorted. I'm, I'm just focusing on me. I've just got to, no, 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 I've just got to take a back step to focus on us for a minute. You know, oh, no, 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 I, I've just got to sort out this area of my life. And then it just becomes this, now I get that. I get that we, we have crazy level stuff that sometimes happens in our world. And yeah, okay, I do agree that sometimes you've got to take a step back. But the moment you, that you adopt a victim mentality, it just becomes all about you and your outward focus completely stops. We kind of forget in our insecurity everything that we've already got access to. But here's what I believe. I believe that sonship kills the victim spirit. I believe that when you get a solid understanding of your identity in Christ, your victim, any victim mentality that's hanging around, it's, it has to start leaving. Because it's a challenge to your identity. So don't, this is my encouragement to you. Yeah, sort out your stuff. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with processing stuff with the Lord. I agree with getting counseling when you need it, okay? I agree with, you know, walking with leadership through major issues and problems. I agree with all of that. But don't stay in the land of victim for too long. You, are, you and I are, call, are called to rise up above insecurity, above issues, above the situations, above the circumstances of the world. And we are not, we, Jesus didn't die for us so that we would stay down. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord dawns upon you. You know, we are not just, uh, I don't know, I, I was such a, I don't know, a little, I struggled. That was a struggle for me. That was a real struggle for me because I'm like, God, I'm trying here. God's like, well, you just need to focus on other people. You need to rise up about, 
above your own little self-pity party thing that's going on over here. And maybe you do have something to give anyway. I just had to realize that. So I just want to challenge you to walk in your identity and walk in confidence. You can be confident in this mission that it is yours. You don't have to be insecure. You don't have to be unsure. You can be confident and strong. Point number four, we got there. Hallelujah. Everyone was stoked. Is that we have a challenge to do this, to actually do it to actually make our lives about this mission. Because this requires some tweaking, right? Who needs to do some, some self kind of tweaking? Who needs to let the Holy Spirit kind of adjust some things so that this becomes priority number one? Because I do. There's a, a, another shift in priorities because it's so easy just to get sucked into the ways of the world. You know? Well, I've just, I just want a, a bigger this or a better that. I just want to work towards... But what about... Haven't I got to present myself like... But maybe there's a... This kingdom commission... Is the, needs to be the overarching thing over our lives. To go and make disciples. To make making disciples normal for us. Natural for us. To walk around, and I struggle with this, hey. To walk around aware of the commission that is on my life just to exist at work, in the, in the shopping center, at home, aware of the commission, aware of this mission that God has said, this is yours. Because isn't awareness part of the major issue here? Is that we just really get sucked into everything else that's going on. And that's, that's so easy to do but to keep returning to this awareness of mission, this awareness of calling. I used to be so caught up with just impressing everybody. It's just like, yeah, well, hope everyone's impressed. I wasn't even thinking about loving people or connecting them with Christ, I was too concerned with making them think that I was awesome. So I overcome a hurdle a little while ago, and now I know that I'm awesome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and here's another thing that I think might help, because this is certainly helping me right now. And that's to have a healthy disconnect from your issues. A healthy disconnect from the stuff that's going on in your world. I, like I said, a healthy disconnect. Don't like fully disconnect and deny that there's issues going on. That's kind of bad. But any of these distractions or even something that is going on in your world that is really, really good can distract you from the commission of God on your life. 
It's true. The deal is to be connected to God and having His heart beating in mine so that I might be able to see the person in front of me as He sees that person. And because I'm in tune, I then get to partner with Him and whatever He wants to do. And so it means that this thing, the family business of God, there's this ongoing, never-ending connection with God and partnership with Him. So even if it's just my own children in front of me, I'm still on mission. I'm still called. I'm still capable, I'm still confident, and I'm still challenged to keep advancing the kingdom of God wherever I am. That's the first challenge. (laughs) The second challenge is to make it about more than just Sunday. Because this is, uh, this is awesome. And I believe in Sunday services like, like never before. But it, Sunday services, I need to be, my relationship with God needs to be bigger than just a Sunday. Okay? Our, relation, our, 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 our commitment to this mission needs to be bigger than just getting a person to a service. You know? Oh, come and fulfill your religious activity with me. It's, it's bigger than that. This is about come and be introduced to Jesus Christ Himself. Come and have an encounter with the love of God. You know, can I just say, there's, there's, there's going to be an altar call for people to get saved in about five minutes' time, all right? Now, we do that every single week. Can I just make a disclaimer? That is not the only point in time that people can get saved, Okay, you can, you can, you can have a, a conversation with someone while you're, you know, hanging out at the pub. And you can, you can have a beer in your hand and you can lead a person to Christ. It's not impossible, all right? Sunday services is not the only time. Oh, I have to bring them to church so that, you know, okay, he wants you to raise your arm. Raise your arm. Raise your arm. What are, what are you talking about? That's not the only point in time. Any time of the week. Listen to the Spirit. You know, one of the greatest questions you can ask someone is this. Is there any reason why you couldn't accept Jesus Christ into your life right now? One of the best questions you could ever ask a person. Uh, You know, that should be kind of being supported and backed up by conversation. I wouldn't just come out with that. Uh, That's not your your leading question. That's That's not your first one. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I got a question for you. (laughs) But the reason why we do an altar call at the end of every service is just in case someone is here and someone is ready. Just in case. Or just in case someone has been in church for a long time and they have never realized, oh, it's about relationship. Oh my goodness, I need Jesus. You know? It's just an opportunity. 
The third challenge is that we need to make it about more than just a decision. This is about helping people meet Christ and having a long-term, you know, massive, transforming relationship with Jesus that goes for all of their days, right? It's not just about getting a person to pray a prayer. Good, you're safe, you're secured, see ya. No, 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 no. This is about loving people. This is about relating with people and helping them to find Christ and then helping them to be developed into Christ. Here's my final challenge. I'm 10 minutes early, Mon, by the way. This is the final challenge, is that this would be your overarching banner over your life. That this, this kingdom commission, this great commission, this mission that we're talking about today would be the number one reason that you exist to partner with God to advance the kingdom. This is the only thing that you can't do for God when you get to heaven. You can worship Him, you can hang out with Him, you can hang out with people. Heaven's going to be amazing, but you will not be able to save another person when you get there. Mission is for now. There is an age that we are living in right now and that age is going to come to an end. And there's going to be a new age and a new earth and a new heaven that we are going to be able to enjoy for all eternity. But the age of mission is now. The age of helping people find Christ and helping them get planted and developed and secure and become a disciple of Christ, that age is now. And that is the, the mission and the calling that's on every one of us. You might not like it, but you've got it. So why don't you stand for a minute? Just want you to close your eyes because this is between you and you and God. Maybe there's some adjustment in priorities that needs to happen in your life. And maybe it's like, God, I had no reason, I had no, no, I had no understanding, I had no, I didn't know. Or I did know, and this has become a side note. This has become unimportant to me. But the Holy Spirit right now has been working on your heart because it needs to be important again. So just without anyone looking around, if you're like, I want this, my kingdom commission, to be the overarching banner in my whole life. I want to realign with God in this. 
Just lift your hands. There's some business that is being done with God right now. Maybe you got distracted. Maybe some good stuff came up. Maybe you were so involved in ministry that you forgot about mission. And right now, let there be an agreement in your spirit with God. Just pray this prayer with me. Just in your heart. Father, I, I'm aligning with you. I want my heart to beat with yours. I want to see people as you see them. I want this commission to be of incredible importance in my life and my family. I repent of an old way of thinking, of being distracted or sidetracked or blindsided. And I ask for grace and strength and your voice to lead me forward. I want to draw near to you so that together we can be about you, our Father, and your business, God. Just let there be a shift in your heart and mind right now. Just let the Holy Spirit work on you. And if you don't know Christ, or if you have wandered away from Him, I would love to chat with you after the service. Because Jesus came for you and he died on a cross, which we're about to celebrate at Easter. And he rose from the dead so that you could have a new identity, so that you could have relationship with him. And all it takes is a, a simple prayer to get started. So if you want to invite Christ into your life, there's no reason why you shouldn't accept Him right now. Just lift your hand. Cool. Why don't you just thank Darren? That was a great message this morning. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.